Bunkin! 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 Fucking Bunkin is in! Yes! Our waifu is back. Oh, oh my fucking god. I never thought I'd see the goddamn day, but she's back. I, uh, you know, like, when she, like, made an appearance in, like, a, what was it, Samurai Showdown? Like, I thought, like, oh, I, I guess she's just not coming. I, I can live with that. Everyone was already so cool. And then the fucking trailer comes in where she just walks on screen and slashes the fucking cl- Oh, man. Good it, times. It, 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 it's really interesting because, like, there was this, um... There, there was this list of data mined characters that people figured that was going to be um, DLC characters, and Biken was not on that list. So, ah. p- 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 because like it was like models that they still had in the game, and Biken's was there, but people said they she only has enough pixels to appear in like a cutscene or something. So people really didn't think that she was going to appear, but here she is. And she looks absolutely stunning. Not a whole lot. Like, that's one of the weird things. Because you have all these other characters who have gone through a significant design change. Biken looks like herself. Like, they did a little thing with her eye patch. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, uh, her gi looks a little different. Well, uh, Yukata looks a little different. But other yeah. than that, it's, she looks just the same. Maybe her tits got bigger, which people <laughs> have gotten we weirdly upset over. Uh, it's that it's that Twitter thing where like boo, they they just love to body shame people with breasts because yeah, that's just how it is. I I saw someone breaking it down, and it was actually a pretty interesting read because uh, if you look at her old design, like when she was first uh, announced, it was uh, it was a girl without an arm, an eye patch, pretty small breasts, and then like the biggest V cut you ever fucking seen in that Yukata. Like you could basically see down to her belly button. Like she was uh, more naked in her first appearance than she is now. Is absolutely, but 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 because she now has big tits, people are like, "Oh my god, she's sexualized!" And like she was showing more skin before, and I I, I kind of ended up going on a rant on on the Discord just because like uh, I I I live and breathe for for Guilty Gear designs. I think I've made that no uh, like no secret. Um, and the thing that is really interesting about Biken's design is that. Um, she, uh, hold on, let me actually just do this real quick. Um, like, if if you just had, like, original Biken design, it's girl with sword. That's it. It's just girl with sword. Yeah, and no arm. and, And no eye. That, like, I can get that anywhere. But the fact that Biken is, like, a mature woman, like, she's... Probably, like, she's up there in age. Uh, One of the least. last samurai in the whole fucking world, which is actually very significant. Yeah, so, like, th- that is ten times more different, uh, more exciting and interesting than just girl with sword. Like, uh, when when you first see her, she's a girl who is like, oh, I'm going to uh, to start on this path of revenge to find that guy who, who killed, uh, killed my entire village or whatever. And now when we see her, she is a lady who has walked this path of revenge her like entire life, basically. And that's why she like her she looks like she does. She, her, her eye patch is now like see it's a biker like it's half of a pair of biker goggles. Like mm-hmm. uh, 
and it, it's now see-through, so you can see the sky almost as uh, see the scar almost as if to say that she's no longer like ashamed of it, but rather like like empowered by it in a sense. Like she's not hiding it; she's actively showing it. Um, and the fact that like she's so like poorly dressed in a matter of sense, like with with uh, so much cleavage and legs showing when she's doing her moves, it's like she doesn't care. This is a woman who lives and breathes combat. Like the, I'm pretty sure that the only reason she would wear clothes is so that she can hide whatever she has up her right sleeve instead of her arm. Like, which I, I think in some of her combos, it switches from like this really sharp grappling claw to like a fucking conabo. There's a, there's just like a little revolving chamber of like weapons. Fuck, she even uses like this sash with a belt on it to like latch people and like tether you to them. Yeah, she's so, like a walking bag of tricks, which I can appreciate. She's got a fucking gun that shoots <laughs> like fireworks. Yeah, she, she's like everything fucking cool in this stupid game, and I love it. And I, and I know there's going to be some people who are like gonna get on my ass, like, oh yeah, just you're trying to defend the thing that you masturbate to. I don't fuck like I'm not gonna do that. I, like I'm busting the fattest nuts over Ivy from Soul Calibur. I don't need to defend her fucking appearance other than I got mommy issues. Like fucking, like, <laughs> like, does her outfit make sense? Fuck no. But is she hot as goddamn sin? Fuck yes. I'm not like I don't have to defend these things to to go. Oh yeah, th- this is what I find appealing. But Biken just happens to be one where the design makes sense, and people are just ignoring it for the sake of <laughs> booba. Yes, there's Booba. Yes, she's a triple S plus tier waifu. I'm not gonna deny that, but there's more to it. Like, I'm gonna be real. Like, I, I like you've been trying to get me into Guilty Gear for a while. Like, the music's already hooked me. I just need to fucking actually buy the fucking game. Mm. But the thing that just gets me with Biken is just, just she's just dripping with fucking cool bullshit. Like, yeah. she does my, like, my favorite thing in the world. She just pulls a fucking sod off, points at it with one arm, and she just shoots it like fucking nothing, and then goes in with the first goddamn katana and slashing it into pieces. That's, like, the coolest anime bullshit you can see in a game that's already full of cool anime bullshit. Yeah, absolutely. So, you have seen her instant kill from Exit, right? Where she cuts the entire building in half? Oh yeah, yeah I have. If if you know if you pay attention to her windscreens where she's like standing out in this like field by night and looking up at the moon and there's all these bloody swords. If you look at the building behind her, that it's that's cut. the building. It's cut in half. <laughs> <laughs> it's the and little details that they just absolutely love when it comes to these characters, and I think that does so goddamn much when you do have a series like this. Yeah. So she seems to quit smoking. She doesn't have the pipe anymore. It's a blade of grass with a leaf. Yeah. Aww. And the cool thing is that in 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 that wind animation, I get, um, I may or may not have gone through it, but frame by frame, I'm 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 I'm, I'm pretty big fan of Biken. Um, but if you if you pay attention, like that little straw of grass that it, that she like spits out when it flies away, you can see that it's like cutting into pieces. So like oh yeah she she cut it so fast and she has she just cut it so many times. I also oh, think that it, it, it oh, go on. I was gonna say like it, it, they, they she does like my favorite samurai trope with that like she she talks she like throat she spits it out she like moves her sword forward and like it's still in one piece when it flies behind her 
But then she like sheathes the sword, it does the click, and then it explodes. I'm like, yeah. oh, they know what the fuck they're doing. There's also this like little weird thing that I, I find really appealing about her moves. It it's kind of become like I saw that it was a thing in in Samurai Showdown. Like that was a super move. And it's also like the intro move. In that she does a like a cross cut. Like she she cuts an X, which is really hard to do if you only have one hand on a sword. I don't know if you ever tried to do that. So uh like, uh, it, no, no, I, I didn't. I didn't try to do that in my room alone with like katana I bought from this one random store. What are you talking about? I never yeah. tried. <laughs> what are you a fucking weeb? <laughs> what? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But uh, I. But it's just like small little details like that that I that just like says a lot about the character. And it the the interesting dynamic is then like comparing her to Nagori Yuki, like the black swordsman there, because. Like she's the uh, prob well when you the when OJ you see, uh, in the yeah context she, of this. she she she's the OJ OJ's uh, samurai and then Nagoriyuki is like the newcomer but Nag- Nagoriyuki is actually the one who has most form in his um, in his attacks I don't recall exactly what it's called but he has that thing where after you, which is a thing that you actually do in in kendo uh, katas where you knock on the blade. To get all excess blood off of it. If you if you don't like, uh, if you let a uh, a move rest whenever Nagoriyuki swings his sword, you can hear him like cl- uh, hit the blade and like turn it a little to get blood off of it before like getting back into his stance. And like you compare that to Baikin's more wild and vicious like no it, like she does what needs to be done. She's like Mugen. From Samurai Champloo, whereas Nagoriyuki is Jin. That is like the best fucking comparison you could have made. Cause like, again, I I haven't seen a lot of Nagoriyuki, but um, he definitely has the whole studied, learning samurai trope. Like, like I live and die by the sword, as it's like his like his big bushido credo. Where you have Baiken, who is you know the lone Ronin type, will go around and just. Do what the fuck she can to survive, and it makes you look like a fucking wild animal. And to have them yeah. both in the same game, like staring down at each other, their interactions are just really interesting to watch. Yeah. So, uh, she, she, as the chat points out, her there, she does knock the blood off her plate. She only got one arm. Fair. <laughs> Fair, but, but it's, it's still uh, uh, the whole thing about the form that I think is so interesting. It's basically coming from a, a person who is so interested in, in martial arts as me. And and it's also interesting to see this detail in, in fucking Guilty Gear. Like something that is so out there in terms of... Like it's, it's bordering on, on fantasy sci-fi. Well, not even bordering. It is straight up just sci-fi fantasy. But then they have like these very very real things in there, and I feel that that's one of the things about also about, about the designs that are so interesting that they are like that these things that we know oh so well grounded firmly and sturdily in 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 our world, and then with all these added pieces of flair to it. I think, like what, like uh, I think you also have to put down like at the end of the day, these characters always embody some sort of like idea of like some characteristics that the creators really fucking love. Like when you go into Samurai Town, you get you always you have like one or two flavors. 
you either have like the really studied like by the book like mytho- mythological samurai or you got like the wandering ronin wild animal samurai and yeah. if you want to just you know take every single of those details you want to just smush them all into one character as possible just so you can like fully embody that concept so I, I, it, to me it makes a lot of sense that why they'd go to that far just to show those little extra little details and some things like the animation and shit yeah um it's it's almost like and this and you're gonna fucking like you're gonna suck my dick after this segue because it's so clean it's almost like how uh Soro is the ronin and then the chick who taught him how to use blades is uh is the studied samurai all right <laughs> oh here we go here we go so why did you bring up one piece my good friend <laughs> because uh i have been uh watching uh, a whole bunch of one piece while while working uh the last week and this week um so uh i don't know how much this is going to mean to people but i i finished the arc of the long long island? ring long red long ring long red island thing yeah uh and now i'm at water seven and i think i'm getting not close but closer to the end um of that particular arc and so you you uh you mentioned how uh if i don't like water seven then like there's mm-hmm. nothing for me in one piece or something to that effect well it's not really water seven it's the one you're about to go into like water seven and the following arc enos lobby with the sea train kind of in the middle, kind of literally bringing you from one arc to the other. If you don't like Enos Lobby, and everything that happens there, along with all the shit that happened in Water 7, because Water 7 is just set up for Enos Lobby. Oh shit. If you don't, yeah, if you don't like it, on all the moments that's coming in, like, if you're not, then feel free to drop One Piece, because, like, then there's nothing for you after that. Because that is, like, as the best that One Piece is going to get from, like, the pre-time skip. Because mm. everything else is going to be just building up to the end of the story at that point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Setting and payoff. So, uh, the, when, when I, I, I wanted to, uh, to get into One Piece. I think I mentioned it in an earlier podcast. But I wanted to get into One Piece because I wanted to find out how the fuck did my guy get the scar on his chest. And what happened to encourage the flash forward? There was not ever, there was never anything in in the show. Like I never watched the scene and went, "Oh, that's so cool! I need to see what leads up to that." I just need to find out why he he's suddenly going like big, strong, fat dude, and why he suddenly has the X on his chest, and all these kind of things. I I don't even fucking care what the One Piece is. I just want to find that thing out. And so I picked up One Piece. And I can tell now that I went into it wrong. Because I went into this with the expectations of it being akin to Naruto or, or, or Dragon Ball in terms that the the fighting is what you come for. Because, again, I, I've, I've been... Like, my opinion about One Piece has been shaped by, like, seeing it in video games and, oh, I see these cool action scenes and something... Uh, there's never been any time where people had actually linked me a scene where it's like, oh, look at how funny this is. And if mm-hmm. people had done more of that, 
I think I would have enjoyed One Piece more at the beginning than I initially was. Because, I, again, I was going into it for the sake of your typical action show, shounen anime. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is. In, fa- uh, in fact, the, the fights thus far are kind of trash. Yeah. Um, what you need to watch One Piece for, uh, as far as I found out, is that um, you need to watch them for the sake of uh, comedy and and mixed in with drama in the in and this is gonna sound fucking weird in the same vein as How I Met Your Mother or Scrubs in that it's primarily uh, comedy. But then it will every now and again hit you with some real fucking emotional drama and you're gonna be crying out of your goddamn asshole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like Scrubs is like the perfect example. Like you you showed me your reaction where you found out like, why is this character drinking? This fun and cute character trait is really fucking depressing now. Yeah. Um and 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 so I I think that uh, like you bring that up and uh, and and I think that was around the time that I also like raised an issue with you because I had noticed at this point that the show will at very uh, oftentimes uh, go out of its way to make sure that the strongest fighters cannot fight the big bad until the end, mm-hmm. like. Ah, oh, Luffy will be stuck between two buildings, or or they will be lost, or oh no, he he's still eating, or uh, he's stuck in a hole, or mm-hmm. like a snake ate them. Like they will always do these things where oh no, the the strong guy can't solve the problem, um, and that uh, and I think that when you come into the show and expecting these cool fights, it just feels like they're cock teasing you because like you want to see Luffy kick the shit out of the Thunder God. I forget his name. I know. Sure. Uh, you want to see him k- k- kick his ass in, but then the 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 the, uh, the show and the manga just like goes above and beyond to make sure that Luffy is not gonna fight this dude. Like everything is going to to prevent these two from fighting, and now all of a sudden, I'm seeing Usopp, and he's looking at the ship, and there's this cloaked figure trying to fix the ship. And like, who fucking cares? I want to see him punch the the Eminem. Like, I want to see him punch Eminem. And but 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 then uh, during the long ring long run. Arc, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, I think that's where it clicks for me. It's like, this isn't action. This is comedy. Mm-hmm. It's sure there's some action elements in there, and but they are by far not the selling point, and, which I thought it was. And then it's, it's, a, it's akin to playing a fucking racing game for the story. It's like, it's there, <laughs> but it's really not what you're supposed to be expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that now where I'm watching it more as a comedy... I'm I'm enjoying it way more. Um, obviously, it, I, I'm not there yet, where yeah, it, where where I'm like booting the uh, booting up the show on my TV as the very first thing because oh my god, I gotta find out what's happening next. But I am there where um, once I have started it, I can't uh, like I'm naturally going on to the next episode because I'm interested. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, it, it'll probably build up for, from there, but it is uh, a far cry from where I was before, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Like, honestly, I'm, I'm really glad that you're at least, that you kind of came to that revelation, because like I said before, like, Scrubs is, like, the best example coming into the show. Like, I, even I'm going to say, because I fucking caught up to the manga, and, like, even though the next lobby is probably where some of the best fights are, you don't want to watch the show just to see crazy cool techniques, because, like, a lot of the comedy and a lot of the drama just complement each other really fucking well. Also, I am very, very, very glad you remember that one part where Usopp saw the ship and that strange, like, shadowy figure was hammering, fixing the ship. Because the payoff for that's coming up in, next, in, that, in the next arc as well. Well, well, they did bring it up in Water 7. Yes, that is very important. Uh, Frankie is cool. Frankie is cool. I like Frankie. Frankie is cool. I like Frankie. I like Tom more, but I like Frankie. Man, Tom would be so fucking cool. We... <laughs> Motherfucker built, like, the ship for the King of the Pirates... And he did all this. He he invented the train in a world where everyone's still using fucking sailing ships. And it runs on top of the fucking water. It's like, well, you're a fucking super genius, but we gotta kill you. But, like, your apprentice blew up that building. He's like, no, I did. I'll take the punishment. He's like the mark of a fucking man. Yeah. And, Although, uh, and, and by the way, I also have the plans for the anti-human. <laughs> Yeah. You want to know, like, the implications of Frankie? Because, like, you're, you you saw him try and get try to go in front of the train, right? Yeah. Like, the, the implication that the way he is the way he is, because, like, he rebuilt himself. Oh, yeah. So I want you to imagine a bloodied mess of a person with what you think is like mostly engineering skills. He has to be like some sort of super doctor at the same time. Cause he just went to a junkyard, put some shit on him. And now he's a functioning human being robot cyborg, man. I just want to know at what point did he come to the conclusion where it's like, I'm going to build a fridge into my stomach so I can run on cola. Like at what point during this life threatening endeavor did he decide no fuck it give me a mini fridge well i I think well when you realize the like uh you kind of realize like a lot of the shit he's doing is because cola is again it makes no it makes no fucking sense in an anime but like when cola is like the equivalent of like fucking plutonium in this world because you see the shit frankie does yeah. And it's on fucking, like, Coca-Cola. You know what? Like, fine, if that works for you, put a mini-fridge, because it just means you get to store more cola inside of you. Yeah, that shit's weird. Although, I will say that you do actually found out how he came to cola, specifically, in the next arc, when you, <laughs> when you see his fight against, like, the CP9 people. Because you get to see what happens when he drinks other kinds of drinks. Does he oh, go fuck. super mode if he if if he drinks Red Bull? No, actually, it actually fucks him up. Mm. Cola specifically is is that perfect blend of goodness that makes you beat the shit out of somebody. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I'm glad you're at this point because, again, like, I, I don't want to spoil and I don't want to just go into it, but it's like, a lot of cool shit is going to be paid, because like a lot of shit that was built up in the last couple arcs, a lot of like the lulls and shit, like, uh, Anus Lobby is like what, what a lot of people in the fans consider like a payoff chapter. Like, mm. none of the things are going to have the same emotional weight if you didn't watch everything up to it. But now that you did and you got to that point, all these things are going to, they, if they don't feel like, holy shit, or like, oh, when you're watching it, then like, there's no point in like continuing. Okay. And that's what I, that's what I got to like push forward. But, I, I, yeah. oh, no, you go ahead. You go ahead. I, I, I will say that for Water 7, and I think I brought this up with you as well, is that mm-hmm. I think that makes uh, Water 7 so interesting is that and I'm trying to, to, to phrase it in such a way where people who haven't watched the show or are interested in watching the show can still like get this like this lesson almost in, in writing uh, to go along. And the thing that I like so much about it is that there is so much in in terms of like points of no returns that happens in, in Water 7. Uh, there are so many times where this big thing happens that... If if I decided to fly, uh, to fast forward a hundred chapters or something, there's going to be ramifications here that makes it so that uh that I won't know what's going on because uh, the status quo has been changed due to what happens in Water Seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, quick spoiler in case you don't want to get spoiled on. 10 year old anime at this point or something um, 20 at this point actually yeah yeah probably uh but like the ship gets fucked robin yeah. leaves the uh is like betraying the crew uh Usopp leaves the crew and like and and shit's dire in in many different ways so like these are these are not just like small little drama points where it's like oh no we are we're suddenly um we're suddenly wanted for a billion trillion dollars more than we were before it's it's not one of those things where it's like it's not actively going to make that much of a difference they can still continue the adventure no these are changes that makes it so that the adventure is either gonna change or full-on stop from here Mm-hmm. And 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 that's what I really liked, and I also liked that there were so many of these things all happening at once, and where we are at now, they all seem to kind of culminate together in a, in a in a nice way that actually makes sense, if not a little, you know, not Plus tropey, yeah. not 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 tropey, but I've seen these things before. But then again, this is an old show, so yeah. fair play. Um, it, it the the way that it it sets up all these weird different things actually reminds me a lot of Yakuza. So if you like these these ways of writing, where you put in all these massive, seemingly unconnected, uh, unconnected uh, plot points, and then you just take them all and put them together at once, then Yakuza is for you because that that it does that all the time. Yeah. Like you like, think that the, the that the child in in Lost Judgment, uh, being the child of the Minister of Health is a chance? Fuck no. Sorry, sorry. 
Give me one second. Sure thing. Keep uh, talking. Yeah, I'll keep talking. Uh, so yeah, uh, go go play Yakuza as well if if you like these these threads that are getting tied into a knot. Um, just like also just because Yakuza is a fantastic game series. Uh, but the long and short of it is that uh, I do like um, One Piece way more than than I ever did. I still feel that I'm going to stick with the anime rather than read the manga, at least for now, just because Oda's art style is not for me. Again, not saying it's bad, but it's just not for me. Uh, the anime manages to convey what's going on way better than I felt that the manga did, uh, which is not something that I will often say. Um, but in, in, in this one instance, I, I, I feel that uh, it, it's definitely helped by by the the anime, even though that it's very, very very old anime <laughs> <laughs> okay so i will I, I will say that is honestly genuinely fair and i do and i do also i did bring this up to you that one piece suffers from that instance where it it const or the anime actually catches up to the manga and you can see things where like bleach and naruto uh when, the, when those things happened we got like endless fucking like like whole arcs of filler like like when ichigo is in the middle of the eisen fight and he's about to kick his ass suddenly the story has to stop into abrupt halt everybody fucking leaves and then we have like the um i think it, i think that was when we had like the zanpakuto arc or something the point is like when the when the anime catches up to the manga you have to you you have to take some like production hits, otherwise you're gonna run into the issue where you have like a really bad filler ending and then shit happens. So what the anime ended up doing is that they kind of just slow down the pacing to a grinding halt. Whereas like in the show I'm gonna bring up later, like in in like a, let's say Hajime no Ippo, you can fit like twenty chapters into one single episode. Mm. Whereas like One Piece, you're literally reading one episode per uh per chapter yeah so it's you can definitely tell but it's also like just a necessary evil because if you catch up shit shit's actually dire for you yeah there's no way around it yeah i i, I remember i think it was raj who, who, who brought it up but uh what in naruto I, don't, I think it's the fight against pain Something where it's like, oh yeah, we're about about to have Naruto is finally here. He's about to fight pain. All of uh, of Konoha Village is is in ruins. What do we do? Here's here's a filler episode where there's a robot Naruto. Like, hello, what? Huh? <laughs> that's that's what happens when you catch up. It's yeah. very bad. Um, got and you are gonna definitely see a lot of instances of that. In the if you if you decide to stick with the anime, I actually like mentioned this to you. Like like the, my most the most egregious one was like in Long Ring Long Rant Land, where <laughs> in the the way the manga was supposed to work, they have like the first two games, then it's set, Afro set, Luffy. Set, 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 set it up, set it up. You, you gotta remember that not everyone has has seen or read. No, no, no. I'm gonna I'm going to leave things. I'm okay. I'm just not gonna explain things. So because if people want to see it, they can find it for themselves. Okay. But like, yes, there's gonna be basically they're they're on an island. They save a man who lived his entire life on stilts and was too stupid to get down. 
Then this stupid guy with stupid hair comes up. He says, hey, I'm going to take your reindeer transforming doctor man. He's going to be part of my crew. And Luffy's like, oh, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. He's like, no, wait. Instead of that, we're going to play a game together. And then Luffy says, okay. So they play some games. Afro, like, Luffy puts on an afro. He beats the shit out of him. And then he gets Chopper back. I, I, I then, will say, I will say real quick, uh, th- that dude, I forget what his name is, but I actually like thought he was like genuinely great, and it was weird because he, he, like he is the fucking goofiest fucking dude you ever fucking seen. But I, Foxy. I, yeah, Foxy. But I weirdly thought it was cool his thing about like turning his bang go. Five seconds have passed, or thirty seconds have passed, or however many seconds that it is that he can freeze time. And yes, then he just, was, yes, it was a JoJo's reference. I'm gonna let you know that right now. Yeah, but 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 I I just like that like that was all that he would always say like at, at, when when time would resume it wasn't like like Dio is like time moves once again or something but but just that like and that is roughly thirty seconds and then like I always thought that was super cool and it's so weird that they gave that dude that power like oh this super cool power let's give it to dumb fuck MC over here oh god it's it's great. Like, uh, the thing I was... <laughs> okay, like, in retrospect, I, I, I gave that one a hard time just because I really did not enjoy my anime run of it. Because, mm. like, they, they, they had to, like... In the anime, Luffy chooses the horse, and then he's rewarded with a long kiwi. But in the manga, that whole chunk of episodes are skipped. And the only reason they did that is because, like, the anime was catching up to the manga. Mm. So they had to stall for time. But at least I, when they did it, they, like, e- extended the story. So it's good, but it's also... Eh. I, I will say that f- from what I've seen, at least with, with the Long Wing Long Run, and I can also, like, we were talking about it earlier, uh, about, like, them being on the on the sea train, how, oh, yeah, this is actually filler stuff that I'm watching. And I'm sat there going, fucking really? It didn't well, like, miss a beat. Like, the sea train itself is not filler, but there's, like, certain scenes sprinkled within the canon where, like, you only have, like, one or two panels to work with, and they just make whole new things out of it. Yeah, and I, f- and I think, like, legit kudos for that, because I remember when when uh, Bleach had the Bounto arc, which was a yeah. filler arc. That was, like, super blatant. There was no new Bankai, there was no new cool powers. All there was was that uh, they introduced some new stuffed animals next to Khan, and that was it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. so uh, yeah, One Piece. Um, hopefully, going to continue it. Uh, yeah. uh, knowing me, some stuff might come up. We talked about some stuff earlier before the podcast that might come up. I'm not gonna say it <laughs> here. Uh, so um, yeah, uh, but yeah. We, but that's why I'm enjoying it. I'm glad, but. Like I said, like when we were talking about this and I was trying to sell you on One Piece, I wanted, I did not want you to go on this journey alone. So you gave me a series to follow that is honestly a little bit even longer than One Piece. Because yeah. now I have, uh, I have officially started uh, watching Hachi, Hajime no Ippo. And I gotta say, I knew it was going to be a great series because it is, it is definitely... 
uh, like the opposite of One Piece and where it is like all action when it's fucking great. But it's also really fucking funny in that like adorable childish humor kind of way. But it it just all fucking works. Like it, the, uh, you go ahead, you go ahead. It, 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 it's inter- the, the interesting thing about Hachime no Yippo, at least, uh, I, I haven't watched the anime uh, except for like some some few snippets here and there. But in terms of the manga, it's very interesting because it has these peaks and valleys in that uh, it will have like a long time where oh, Yippo is training and he is hanging out with. Takamura and Aoki and Kimura and they're doing all these dumb things and now Takamura is trying to rape a girl and haha that's funny um uh, and and there's all these shenanigans that happens outside of the ring and and you get a good 50 chapters or something of that straight of no fighting whatsoever just people training and fucking around and then they go into a match and it's just 50 more chapters of non-stop fighting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, that, that's not even an exaggeration. Because I think I'm, like, on episode, like, 45 at the moment in, in, the, in the anime. I'm at the point where um, they, 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 recently, they recently, like, had the um, Naomichi, like, the little fat kid who was, like, training under Ippo. He now had to move away with his mom, and so he. So I stopped watching like at the episode where he left the gym. So yeah. that's as far as I got. So I've seen Ippo like fight with his boy crush Miata. I've seen him fight against a a flicker jab lanky motherfucker. What's his name? Uh, Misado. Misido. Uh, Point is like. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm usually good at names, but I'm kind of fucking up at the moment because my brain is filled with Sendo. At the moment, because <laughs> like after after he gets his first actual title, you know, a uh, rookie of East of the Eastern Bloc of, of Japan, then like the the champion of like the Western Bloc, Sendo comes in, and it's like watching Goku versus Vegeta. But if Vegeta was actually really fucking cool, I yeah. mean, like Vegeta's cool, but like Sendo is like. Cool. Oh man, this guy punches <laughs> so fucking hard. Oh, I'm having so much fun. Hit me again, motherfucker. I'm gonna hit you too. And it's like, it's like watching the mirror match I always wanted to see, where like you can definitely tell they're evenly matched. The story's gonna go in Epo's favor, but they're like, they're like right there, like right next to each other. You can't see my hands right at the moment, but I'm doing that thing. But oh god, Sendo's fucking cool. And that was such a great moment, because I'm like, wow, this is like, I think this is like my favorite fucking character. And then I just mentioned in text, like, man, the only thing that'd be better is if there was like a really cool Hispanic character on the world <laughs> circuit that I'm gonna find later on in the in the manga. Too bad I'm only starting out. And then you have like the biggest smarmiest <laughs> grid from the, across the fucking world. It's like, <laughs> you fool. You've fallen into my trap. You didn't know that Mexico exists in, in Hajime no Ipo. We're going to fucking Mexico, baby, to see the world grand champion, Ricardo Martinez. Oh, it was but- fun to roll the R's right there. The, 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 the cool thing uh, is that you're going to see a character that faced off against Ricardo before Ricardo is even introduced. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find out that this dude got folded like an omelette. Cool. 
So uh, that 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 really just sets it up. But I, I wanted to mention this earlier, but you were very excited. And I didn't want to cut it off. But uh, the the comparison with 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 Vegeta is that Vegeta is cool, but Sendo is a fucking man. I know. <laughs> like, oh my god! Uh, I, uh, like, how how do I explain like Sendo? Because like he he, he fills the role of like that Lancer archetype. Where he's like, he's like the second banana to the main hero. But like, and usually when you have that kind of like trope, it's very, oh, I'm edgy and I'm a loner and that's my entire character arc. But no, Sendo's just a really cool fucking guy who just really loves fighting. And when he finally finds Hippo, it's like, oh man, I found someone who's really good and loves fighting like me. Oh, this makes it going to go fucking wild. Let me just beat the shit out of him. And it's great. It's like, I don't know, I, I, I really like characters who, even though they're antagonistic, they are also just really good people at the end of the day. Because, mm. like, even outside the ring, Ippo and, like, Senator, you can, like, see them just hanging out doing road work together all the fucking time. Yeah. It's, um, uh, it's also with Sendo that you can, so, I don't recall what the author is called. Um, but you can definitely tell, like, this is a person who, who legit fucking loves boxing and oh, yeah. and has done his research. And if you read the manga, you can all even see, like, in, in the awful pages at the back of him actually going to watch professional boxing, talking with professional boxers. Uh, even, like, uh, I don't know if they have it in the anime, but there's this uh, thing that they mention how all these marks that you see on the wall uh, before you reach the ring are boxers who punch the wall to calm themselves down or something. I that, saw I saw that part in the anime, and I'm like, oh, that's such a tiny detail. Only yeah, that, that, that's all stuff that he picked up from just, like, doing his research on this thing, so that's really cool. But with Sendo, it is very, very clear that this is an homage to Rocky. They oh, even oh. call him Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's you know what's the really big nerdy fucking thing? Cassendo hates it because like oh they're thinking of Rocky from the from the movies, but yeah. I know a, an actual better Rocky who never fucking lost in the ring. That's who I'm putting the name. That's why I'm called Rocky. Fuck the guy. Fuck um. <laughs> fuck Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> Yeah, fuck Sylvester Stallone. And I'm like, yo, he knows this fucking shit. He is like the biggest boxing nerd ever. And you know what? I am cool with that. This, you can tell. I've seen like panels of like the fights going down. I actually like went back to the fight in the manga with um, Sendo and Ippo. And I'm, I'm planning on like, I'm planning on reading the entirety of the manga after I finish the anime. Because that's just how I do shit. And I'm like, whoa. You can tell from, like, the way he draws muscles and, like, the way he's, like, making impacts. They're, like, it's, like, two machines, like, two fucking Gundams punching the shit out of each other. Just forming forming their fucking faces. It's, it is, like, kind of watching Berserk in a way. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that Mira, like, was an assistant in this manga when you think about it. Absolutely. Um... I, I, I always liked when you use the example of two fleshy mechas beating the shit out of each other because 
I've been, I whenever I talk about hey you should you should probably get into Hajime no Ippo the thing that I always start out by selling is if you want to watch the anime you're gonna get the best punches in all of anime. Now have I been overselling that? Okay, as far as the anime is concerned, it again this is nothing to do with the anime's fault in particular. It's just I am very I am very still in the beginning episodes and like. The punches themselves, they they look like they're really impactful and they look really cool, but they definitely pale in comparison to the manga at the moment. Mm. However, you have shown me clips. You have shown me of things that are happening way later in the series. Like Takamura a, a fucking Tekken! <laughs> oh Like uh, I, I'm I'm trying to remember his name, uh, Kago Kamo Kamagawa. Yeah, Tekken Kau, uh, Kamogawa. My, my lips always wanted to say uh, Kagado, and that means like shit himself in Spanish, so it's hard <laughs> for me to say his fucking name. Point is, Tekken Kamogawa, he fucking breaks his goddamn like fingers as he's punching, but he's like, well, this one's gone, but I've got another fist! <laughs> and he fucking imprints his hand into his fucking chest. It was amazing. And there's moments like that all the fucking time that are really fucking great. Uh, um, the, the, there's I, also this little yeah. thing that I really like about uh, Hajime no Yipo is that it's, it is it is realistic times where you wouldn't expect it to be realistic. Like you will, uh, yeah. I, I don't know if, if there's been any of this in the fights that you've seen thus far, but there, there are fights in, in the series where the uh, Ippo is, like, duking it out with someone, and the dude, like, just falls to the mat, and Ippo is still swinging or, or, or something, or the dude is, like, passing out, and Ippo hits his shoulder because the dude is still falling down. Where, mm. if it was typical drama, where, like, the main focus is just, like, oh, to make it look cool and stuff... It would, every fight would end with the dude getting punched out and like flying across the mat or something. But this is like sometimes a knockout is just the dude's on switch getting turned to an off switch and he just like starts crumbling where he is. And you get that in Hajime no Yippo. And it's not the most exciting thing to see, but it's realistic. And like I really appreciate that. Oh yeah, there there have been plenty of those where that happened where he like Evo would punch somebody in the face, and you and he goes in for, to continue his combination, but he but Ipo misses. But then you look down, and the guys are already like crumpled onto the ground in front of him. Oh, hmm. uh, but like oh shit! That, that, but that also reminded me of like even though we do have a lot of realistic moments, my favorite moment so far, again so far was was the anime tropey moment between Sendo and fucking Ipo, yeah. <laughs> where he. Punches Sendo so goddamn hard, he falls unconscious on his feet, but his drive to buy the, those kids a fucking PlayStation 2 was so strong, he still kept fighting while his fucking brain was turned off. I don't like, know why. I, do, I legit don't know why in the manga it's a, it's a Super Nintendo. That fucks me up. Like, no, no, I know exactly why. It's because the manga came out way fucking earlier, and that was the hottest shit at the time. Mm. But when the anime got created, it was, like, in the mid-2000s. Like, you know, kids today aren't going to understand a Super Nintendo. Let's make it a fucking PlayStation 2! Specifically a PlayStation 2. Uh, 
but like uh but like it was it's also just those like really they do there is a lot of really cool like uh uh realistic things kind of like uh like you learn what a jolt counter is you know what a you know what defines a corkscrew punch you know what a flicker jab looks like and i look up and i look them up online is like is this shit real and like supposedly they are yeah i'm waiting for like shoe 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 shines to come in because that's like what the what it looks like when you're punching someone really fast but i'm like ah uh, for 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 a lot of like the really really niche boxing stuff that only like a really big fan would know there's also they they they, do, they are not afraid to shut to like have those really emotional dumb anime moments oh no <laughs> which honestly i fucking love uh, again, like, uh, Sendo's still fighting when he's unconscious is, like, my favorite one so far. Uh, Tekken is fucking amazing, where he just breaks his hand on impact, just uses his other one. After he punched that fucking log into the side <laughs> of the, like, hillside, which was great. Um, I, I think, like, my other favorite one I've seen so far was, um, uh, it was a Takamura fight. And it's, like, after he's, like, starving himself for fucking... I have not gotten to it yet, but okay. I've seen, I actually saw those set of episodes before I actually started following the anime because somebody told me about that earlier. And I'm like, okay, okay. this looks cool. So I don't have the entire context for it, but I saw what he goes through and I can't wait till I get to it again. But to see, because I love Takamura now. I'm going to oh, let yeah. you know this. Yeah, like. But like, when whenever he's in a fight in the anime so far, it's literally just a it's he's just like fucking Saitama, one punch, not, drop uh, drop out, yeah. great. But when you actually see him in that fight, when you see him like as a fucking like skeleton, where he's so dehydrated he can't even fucking take a piss, but. When he fucking shows up in the ring, he's glowing. He looks like he's about to fucking murder this man. And you know what? I can't play him. That was hype. There is this moment in that fight where he's like thinking back on all the shit that he had to go through. Because there's there's more, uh, but in, in fear that you haven't actually seen it, I'm not going to like go into depth with it. But like, there's a lot of shit that comes Takamura's way where it's like, okay, he, he's been through the ringer. And during the fight, he's just like taking these punches from the dude. And then at one point, like he's reflecting back on all these things and he just sees the dude and it's like, oh, I went through all of this shit because of you and then he just starts killing the man like the dude <laughs> is actually thinking to himself he's no longer just boxing me he's actively trying to kill me <laughs> and you know what good fuck him yeah fuck but that's just i love takamura man. i like i think like ipo's if ipo's characters did not make me love them at the start. I don't think I would have liked this anime so much better. Because yeah. I will say it is not the perfect anime because I do have my own faults that I that it's hard for me to like describe. Mm. But like if if they didn't condense each episode to like cover so many chapters at once, I would definitely feel the fatigue of like trying to get to like the to the fucking fight to get to the good shit. Because mm. like you can definitely see there's like a pattern it, like every fight follows this like four episode structure like ipo learns about his new his new thing he starts training he goofs off with the guys 
Then he fights the guy for two episodes, and then there's like the send off party, and it and it's just rinse and repeat over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I can definitely tell for like a thousand or like a thousand three hundred chapters, I can get a little wear you down, especially if you have to wait until um to like get to the next fight, because mm. it's great to like admire like the fun goofy shit. But when you get into the ring and it's 50 fucking chapters of some of the most detailed and intense, like, punching you've seen, it's like, oh! And then you have to go back to, like, oh, it's, okay, we gotta go back to train. Like, no, come back. Please. It's, uh, so, uh, I'm happy that you bring this up, because this was absolutely also an issue I had when I initially read Epo is that it is this whole structure of Epo's gonna learn a trick or, or a thing, He's going to fight a dude. He's going to get pushed to the ropes. And then he's going to remember to do this thing that he learned. And that's going to save him. And he's going to beat the dude. That yeah. That is the, the structure of a lot of the fights. And I'm going to lean into the mic for this one. At the beginning. Because they seem to notice around the time where you, where you are at now, after the Sendo fight, there's like, we can't keep doing this. We got to We got to change it a little bit. And so where you are at now, they're going to try and do different unique things in, uh, with the fights in, and Ippo um, and put more emotional value into the fight to make it stand mm-hmm. out so, and not just rely entirely on, on these special techniques. And I feel oh, like yeah, this, this is where it, it, it starts hitting its stride. Um, so, uh, I, I definitely hope, like, if you, if you like what you've seen thus far, I, I, I hope that you're going to continue giving a chat because I personally feel that it's only going to get much better from here. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, like I said, um, I was willing to, like, go through One Piece, like, voluntarily because what draws me into, like, long-running stories is if I, I have to like the characters and follow them. Because like if I'm if if there, if I'm gonna be following a character who either annoys the shit out of me or I can't see their point of view or if they're just doing things unoptimally to the point where it just drags the story, I'm gonna drop it. Mm. But like if if I can just see them, if if I can root for them or I want to be following them, I will. I will follow the fucking shit to the end. And like I said, I'm I'm promising you, I'm going to go through all the anime. And I'm going to go reread and go through the rest of the manga because that's just how I want to be thorough if I'm going to like give any real opinions about the anime. Because I can't, I, again, you don't really notice faults. Oh, okay. I don't notice faults with a, with a, with a thing until I've gone through it at least twice. Because mm-hmm. I just enjoy the ride the first time. Yeah. Yeah. But, 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 uh, I, I, I can actually agree with you what you're saying, because, like, Sendo's fight, I think what makes him stand on my mind so far for me, because it really was that, like, first emotional thing. Like, there's no villains in Epo. Even a lot of the boxers you find in the first half were, like, um sympathetic in their own right. They can't lose. They have their own stakes. But, like, none of them had... They were all kind of milk toast at the end of the day. Yeah. So, like, when you have more people, like, uh, I want to see more of Miata, and I want to see more of Sendo, 
But like, as long as Epos keeps fighting people like that, memorable people, it's gonna stand out in my brain for me. There is going so the uh, I full disclosure. I obviously haven't finished Epo because it's fucking okay. long. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, the first unapologetic villain they introduce, they go so fucking far with it that it's fucking hilarious. Uh, what is it the dude is called with the Hitman style? Uh, it, it's the same Flicker Jab guy, and I keep forgetting it. Yeah. It's me something. I'm going to look it up on Google. Hang on. Miyama? No, Miyama... Miyata is uh, the guy he fought at the Spark for the first time. Majima? Uh, hang on. Uh, Mash- Mashiba! Mashiba! Ryo Mashiba. Mashiba. Mo- Mashiba. There there we fucking go. Alright, okay. so so the, the villain, the unapologetic villain that they introduce is one where, he, where they make Mashiba look like a good guy compared to him. Oh, like they go fucking bananas to the point where this is kind of silly, <laughs> but but it works because you know this man has a suicide wish because he's getting into the ring with fucking Epo. <laughs> oh oh. Uh and, oh and then uh, there is also the dude who Takamura fights when he's dehydrated. Um, yeah. Who is also an unapologetic villain. So they seem to like to introduce these horrible villains and put them up against a dude who will fuck them up. It, they are all basically Duran... Uh, was it? No, Steely Dan from... Steely Dan, yeah. Uh, from, from, from JoJo in that we're going to make the most detestable asshole just so he can get a biblical ass whooping. Honestly, I love villains like that. Yeah. I think that's also why I love One Piece, because, like, you definitely see that after, like, later on. A lot of the villains are just like, you are literally Satan at this point. And there's a lot of them. And there's, like, a lot. But, like, whenever you see that in, like, Epo, hopefully when I get to that point, I just want to see all these people I've gotten attached to just murder somebody, which is kind of fucked up to say, but you know what? Yeah. It's true. It's anime. It's anime. <laughs> Point is, we're both having fun with anime, and that's that's a good way to. That's just a good thing to mention. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I'm 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 happy to be watching anime again. Uh, me, me too. I'm like, I, I'm just happy to like because I, I just have this in the background when I'm like working on. God, I have a lot of D and D projects uh, going on because I'm like hosting another one shot this Sunday. That's gonna be fun. But um, man, I'm. It, it's just great to have something playing in the background and just like you like look up at the screen and you see oh shit dodge that punch Epo and then he fucking just folds the guy in half with a <laughs> fucking punch to the gut uh, I love shit like that man yeah but uh, uh, yeah. if uh, one, another thing that you can have watching in the background which I think you have is the newest episode <laughs> of webcomic relief Ah, oh, you did the segue! Oh man, I wanted to, I wanted to do one too, but you know what? You, yours is better than what I thought of. I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Good. You, you, you well, you're using these in your in your episodes as well, and it shows. But okay, everybody. Uh, full disclosure: new episode is out at the moment. At the time of this podcast recording, the first half is uploaded publicly, 
And the rest of it you can find on Lasse's Patreon, which you can uh, shill if you'd like, because I forget the actual name it's under specifically. I don't know if it's Wicked Comic Relief or... Patreon.com slash Rise With Two Eyes. Okie dokie. Yeah. Patreon.com, Rise With Two Eyes. R-I-I-S-E-R. But yeah, this episode... Oh, we finally got to that point. This was yeah. like you. We actually talked about this when you were doing the research for this. When you were doing like the your uh, version of the documentary for Christian, and I was just sitting there cackling. I was like, "Okay, you're eventually going to get to the idea, guy saga, and you're eventually going to see the fruits of what they came up with, where it switches from a comic to a novel." And to a brain aneurysm. I, to a brain aneurysm. So, I, I need you to just tell me, how do you feel going through all this and just knowing this was a thing that happened in the world? Um, so, I'm, 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 I'm going to preface it a little bit with, with a little story. Um, and that is that um, I, I got called out uh, in a comment on the video um, about a dude who uh, because I, I I make the the joke where I'm like I don't know who's worse uh, Chris Chen who raped uh, his uh, uh, her uh, her mom um, uh, or the uh, or the idea guys and then mm-hmm. the person claims that I made a rape joke by doing that. Which I will personally disagree with. I mean, yes, the person in question is an alleged rapist, but the rape is not the 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 punchline. It's just like a thing she allegedly did. Um, but and and obviously that joke is played to the extreme for poops and giggles. It's it, like obviously I'm not gonna say that these people are worse than than an alleged rapist. Um, but they are not good people, and no, um, reading through it is uh, a weird experience where a lot of it is so out of this world, confusing, and and off the fucking rails that you know, it becomes funny. Like, you can't help but not to laugh at it because it is so fucking... What in the fuck? Like, you're in disbelief and laughing at it, kind of like watching The Room or Birdemic or something. Where it's just like, did a human being make this? And uh, uh, But it's immediately, like, you, you ping-pong between that and this is fucking a mixture of terrifying and sad. It's terrifying that that Chris legit wholeheartedly believes this to be real, and and it's and it's sad that she believes that it's real. That they have managed to make it to do this much damage on Chris. Um. So like when I'm reading it, obviously I'm thinking my my own thing, and I do think that that spite comes out a little bit which is why i'm like making the joke like oh who who is who is worse chris or the idea guys or i'm i uh, i say that i will start addressing them like people once they stop acting like animals 
it it's like that I, I I do have some very angry feelings about these people just because like this this was this was fucked up in in every oh, yeah. sense of the word um so, and I kind of realized that while making the script so there were several times where I had to go back and redo it just so I could put a more funny spin on things because if we dw- if we dwell too much on like how sad it is uh i i don't think it would be an enjoyable episode to sit through i do still want to make it so that like you can go away from it and you can have a laugh and shit like that but i also didn't want to like move away from the seriousness and the 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 sad aspect of it so uh it it was definitely uh an interesting arc to go through like I'm, I'm going to definitely say, especially with the presentation of the episode, you made the right call in that instance. Like, no holds barred. Aside from, like, Chris Chan's latest troll that like got her into this fucked up mess, and even then, I don't even even think that Chris needed that much convincing to begin with. But aside mm. from that person, like the idea guys are like the worst. Like subhuman garbage like we we've ever actually had they are the villains you know, that you would put in the ring with takamura like basically <laughs> put all of them against takamura at once and like takamura would just end just laying them flat without their heads yeah just the force of impact was in the flying but i'm like i, I think you're f- i definitely do think they have crossed like a whole bevy of lines that should never be crossed, especially with someone like Christian. Because, mm. like, it, it went to the point of, like, emotional manipulation, because they knew that Christian really is delusional. She yeah. believes in this bullshit. But, to, to go to the point where they're posing as these fictional characters and introducing them to, like, to fucking Neptunia and shit, and, like, trying to tie it in all, all together... And and they're doing this just to be like, haha! Look at this fucking idiot. It's no holds barred. Disgusting. Like really, goddamn disgusting. That doesn't like. I I don't want to like defend them. But if I had to play like devil's advocate, I think that mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they necessarily a hundred percent understood the ramifications that they would have or the damage mm-hmm. they were doing. I definitely think that there was some sort like mm, I don't want to say malice, but there was a part of them that that were aware that we're probably gonna fuck this person up, and they were fine with that or ignored it. But I don't think they understood to what degree. And and when when we see Chris, they fucked this person up. But obviously, they were fucked up before. Don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. But uh, but as I said in in the video, they've taken this hole that was in Chris's mind and blown it the fuck open. Oh yeah, like I'm trying to find a way to like phrase this in a way that's just I, I guess fair. Um, I can't think of one, so I'm just going to say even if they even if they thought or they had like benign intentions they there's no really there's no really way around it that they have gone way too far in some aspects it was like that meme well 
we already crossed the line, but I don't know what we're, what we'll have to keep going, so let's just keep going. And it's, it's just a lot. Yeah. It's just I, a whole fucking lot. I, I also couldn't help but, like, look back on, on the previous predominant trolls that has been in Chris's life up to this point. And all of them were kind of, like, it was innocent in a sense, besides Blue Spike. That was... Yeah, Blue Spike's a bad but, person. Yeah, actually fucked in the head. But, like, you had, uh, you had Liquid Chris. That's funny. Mm-hmm. Using the same mannerisms as Chris and all that stuff, like it, yes, it's bullying, but you can kind of see, like, ah, okay, there, there's there's a humor aspect of it here, um, and then you had Casey, which, like, there was also a little, like, again, I'm not defending any of these people, but like you can see, like they, she was trying to use the fact that that Chris was smitten with her to like get a job, eat more healthy, da 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 da. Uh, like uh, Clyde Cash, what was like? Yes, again, I'm not. I'm not gonna just flat out ignore all the hacking and blackmailing and all this stuff that the people did. But like, compared to the idea guys or Blue Spike or something, these are all like innocent in a sense. But uh, but the the idea guys is just. The comic, the, like the things that they made her do in the comic, that that is that same type of kind of innocent. Like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we made her write this weird fucking comic with all these weird fucking things in it? And But we cannot ignore what they also did, which was uh, financially blackmail Chris and her mom, make Chris hit herself and hit her mom, shitting on the floor like there there were all these uh like these are not fun things this is violence this is like actual illegal blackmailing things it's no longer just fun and games of people teasing the weird person online these are people who went out of their way to fuck with this person in the worst way possible. Now, there's people are, have been coming after me a little bit ever since I started covering Chris, uh, Christian, just because I'm referring to her as she and all this stuff, which is actually something I want to touch on uh, after this point. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, but we know, like, yes. Chris is a terrible person, an alleged rapist at this point, in jail. Yeah, we're, we're we're not denying that, and 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 from this point on, fuck Chris. Like like if she has indeed raped her mom, which we can kind of sort of maybe for certain say that she has. Every oh, yeah. pi- every pity is just out of the window. Fuck this person, go die in a fire. But at yeah, this point, that like. At this point, she is just a bad person. She's not horrible, alleged rapist person. And so, like, that's why I'm kind of, like, going up a little... Uh, is it called too bad, for bad, on bad? Uh, going to bat for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why I'm kind of, sort of, maybe going to bat for her. Because, like, it's, 
like this was before this and you know so you didn't really have that in like how, how do you say it like a reason for doing it uh yeah so it's a weird thing where yes she's a terrible person and yes she wasn't a great person when this stuff happened but at at the point where this stuff happened i do not think that she was bad enough to to warrant what happened um but if if you will uh, allow me just to to take the bat a little here uh, baton here a little bit uh, there's been this whole thing uh, about me addressing Chris as a female and using the female pronouns after she has transitioned into a girl. And there has absolutely been a lot of people who have come out and started yelling at me. Uh, I, As late as today, I got a comment which was like, the moment I heard him say her about Chris, I stopped watching the video, which you're such a cool guy, person who said that. You're so cool. But <laughs> I... I I want to make it clear uh, that I perfectly understand why people do not respect Chris, uh, Chris's new pronouns. Um, because there is, and I even bring this up in, in the documentary, there is a precedent for her doing these things just to get attention. Mm-hmm. And so I, I uh, when I had to make the documentary i i was going like i was looking at gino samuel and gino samuel who who had made a documentary before me would refer to chris using male pronouns and male name before uh her transition and then after the transition start calling her with the female pronouns and all this stuff and so i uh, i wanted to make sure that i didn't step over any toes so i reached out to uh, a common friend ruby uh, and uh, who is a, a, a transgendered girl and was like what like how do I go about this because I don't want to step away any toes um, and uh, but uh, I also you know I want to make be fair and, and like do like again I don't want to step away any toes and so I, I got uh, I got the guidelines that I'm I'm using now just refer to her as a girl uh, also, just because like it is her legal name now, and like legally her, her gender has also changed to girl, so like mm-hmm. l- like legally there, there's nothing there that that should prevent me from doing it. It is all just a matter uh, a question of do I want to give Chris the respect of using the female pronouns, and this is where it kind of gets a little interesting. I think that. I'm not necessarily doing this to respect Chris's pronouns because I don't hold respect for an alleged rapist like this, but I mm-hmm. do have respect for the transgender community. And as I was, uh, as I've been, you know, I've been talking with, with these transgender people uh, ever since I started doing Christian uh, episodes. And there is this one thing that w- was kind of repeating itself, which is that it's a scary thought for them that at any point in time they can do something that will then null and void their entire identity like oh you're female and i'm going to respect that you're female but only until i've reached a point now where i don't respect you anymore then Mm -hmm. like and and so that that's 
that's why I'm using the female pronouns for Chris. I'm not doing it to respect Chris. I'm doing it to respect the transgender community who who are, who are obviously struggling with these things. And and like I I actually fully understand this this whole thing of like my identity and my who I am is only going to be respected until I do something to no longer like dis- uh, like be treated that way. So Chris is fucked up, and yes, I do not re- re- respect her in any way. But I don't think that, like, at that as a whole should should mean that I'm not going like. It sets a bad precedence, I guess is is where I'm getting at. Like, mm-hmm. if you at any point just can go, yeah, but you're fucked up enough now, so we are going to take your your trans card away from you. You no longer deserve this privilege or something. Again, Chris is a terrible terrible bad person and i'm never gonna say otherwise but that doesn't mean that i'm going to do this disservice to other transgender people because just because chris is a bad apple does not mean that every other transgender person is i agree that's good Uh, (laughs) (laughs) like no that's that's generally the same feelings I have about all of this, because I'm definitely going to like slip up here and then here and there, just because I, I'm just it's it's not really just a natural. It, it, it's hard for me to just like remember that I that I have to catch myself sometimes, just because oh, yeah. I'm so used to like seeing Chris as a guy and like all like the before times Chris, but still. Chris is no longer just a person. It's a character that is so deeply ingrained in our head. So it's not unreasonable to slip up every now and again, I feel. Uh, I did it just earlier. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, rule of thumb is just because you fucking hate someone doesn't mean you can disrespect their pronouns. That's, that's, no, that's legit. That's, that is what it is. Because it's. when, When you're dealing with, when you're dealing with somebody's identity, it stops being an issue between me and this one other thing. It's about this whole fucking principle. Yeah. And it's, and like, am I willing, am I willing to say this to somebody I genuinely care about who is transgender, just to just flat out say to them, knowing that this upsets them. Mm. And I'm not, I'm, I'm not under, I'm not under the opinion of believing that just cause you did something wrong. I should I should just dip, there go and just call you, just stop just like remove that part of your identity. Yeah. I'll definitely call like Chris subhuman because at this point she definitely is. Yeah. Like my my line is if you're gonna if you're gonna rape somebody, especially the a defenseless geriatric that's also your fucking mother. No, yeah, your my mind your human privileges are gone. Jump but in like, a volcano. Yeah, th- yeet 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 it. Have them thrown into the space and have them stop thinking. But when it comes to something as just baseline as this, whether somebody is transgender or not, if if that is a belief that's genuinely held that strongly, I will happily oblige and say, like, yeah, she deserves to be thrown into a volcano. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fuck, it, yeah, fuck Chris. Chris is a turn. But. Uh, 
the 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 whole thing of just because you fucking hate someone doesn't mean you can disrespect their pronouns. It it like it it, it gives me the same mindset and that uh, that if I ever got really really angry or or hate I started hating a a uh, a black person, I'm not gonna call that person an N word because because like it it is not just this person that this thing evolves around. It's more people at large so i'm at that point so i i've definitely gotten some flag for referring to to chris as a girl and while that sucks because like it's i don't think that that should detract from everything else that i'm saying and doing but if if that's how you feel then i'm not gonna take that away from you uh mm-hmm. and but i'm never gonna like if someone calls her a he or something in my comments. I'm not gonna correct them. Most of all, because like ever since Made in Abyss, I'm not gonna like answer comments or anything because that didn't go well. But <laughs> uh, just because like you're free to have your thoughts in in any way you want. This is a uh, this is a somewhat new like uh, not a concept, but it 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 the the whole gender thing has really blown up. In, in recent years and it, and people still have to find the way around it I think so I, I'm I like I'm not gonna go out there and start cussing people out for, for doing this thing you're perfectly uh, allowed to 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 do what you want to do uh, but the people uh, but as much as I respect you for for calling Chris whatever you want I I would have hoped that people would also respect that I'm calling her what I want and again mm-hmm. it's not because I respect Chris it's because I respect the transgender community and i think that exactly. and i think that that's where most people get it confused where they think that oh i'm respecting this alleged rapist no far fucking from it but if i start like not respecting her pronouns just because of this then does that mean that i can then just go to any other transgender person and revoke their right to be to have their pronouns used like it, again, it says a bad precedent, and I don't want to do that. So instead, I'm just gonna do this, and then I'm I'm gonna say just like you, I want to throw her into a volcano. Exactly, and I think that's fair. Yeah, like like again, end of the day, I'd I think like just the act of just going up to somebody and getting mad over pronouns when you're trying to when. The most people who do that, their whole point is like, "Oh, why are you respecting them? This is stupid." You're the one getting mad too. Yeah. So what? What? Yeah. So, what point are you trying to fucking prove? Yeah. Because it's it's all this dumb cyclical bullshit that shouldn't even be a jerk. That shouldn't need to be so much of an issue. How about like, we stop? Yeah. How about we stop focusing on the fact that I'm calling her a girl and instead focus on the fact that she honestly God believed that she's a god. Yeah, because that's the that needs to be fucking addressed. Because it went from CPU goddess to just straight up Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Like, uh I I don't know if you're gonna get to like the letters that she's been sending from jail, but oh my god, I I've, I've kind of made up my mind that if Chris gets thrown into jail uh, and like gets gets a, a guilty verdict and all this stuff. Then I'm absolutely mm-hmm. going to do like one last update to the documentary 
where I just catch up on everything that has happened at this point. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm gonna cover the letters. I have se- I have seen them, uh, and I've had uh, Gibby read them, and like what's mm-hmm. that? Um, but if they uh, they if she uh, ends up uh, getting a not guilty verdict. I don't know if I'm gonna continue the documentary just because I don't want to make that like my sole focus um, of the channel, uh, un- unless something big happens. But I think that if Chris goes to jail, it would mark a um, a great ending on the documentary, if nothing else. Like, and this is where she ended up. <laughs> like, you know, it's 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 amazing. Because like, how do I? As much as people, as horrible as this is, as memed as this is, like there, there's no way around it. This whole entity that is Chris, this is history. Yeah, this is going down in the annals of human recollection. That this is significant, and this is insane, but it happened. Yeah. So I th- I think you're justified in like making a and this is how the story ended video because you're not gonna be the only one to do it. Mm. Like, oh my god, I, I I had no idea it was gonna end up this way. I'm gonna be honest. With I you. don't I think thought, anyone like, did. Uh, I remember when I had to do the 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 addendum episode where I covered the the whole break thing. I I found all these videos and everyone was just like. I like that this was all fun and games until now. Um, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I was at a family gathering between the last episode and this one uh, where uh, they were asking, hey, do you still do like YouTube videos? It's the, like the extended family, so they obviously don't follow these things. And I go, yeah, uh, yeah. And they, they ask me, like, have you done anything like interesting lately with it? And then I covered the, the uh, like I mentioned, the documentary because I, I'm very proud of that. And um, the, the, uh, the person I was talking to is a teacher uh, for, for young children. And we, okay. and, we sta- and we started having this discussion where Chris is actually... So they don't know Chris, but after I kind of like explained who she is, she, uh, he, 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 he had a better understanding of what exactly had been going on. And... Chris is actually a very interesting like part of history in that not because hey crazy weird autistic girl is doing dumb shit online but rather this whole thing of how like there's many lessons you can take away from from the history that is Chris like unsupervised uh, access to the internet is like the top of my list um neglectful parenting neglectful uh uh help from the uh gov- government i think is the way to phrase yeah, it like like hel- helping with the autism and all this stuff like yeah. th- there are a lot of things that you can bring up of which chris is an amalgamation and an extreme of all these cases where you can fucking put the story of chris in a book point at it and go this is how bad it can end up if you don't start like taking this stuff seriously. Like I, I do genuinely think like at, at least in like psychology classes or university courses, like 
the case study that is the grand experiment of Chris Chan and their life is going to be taught yeah. in a professional capacity because there's just so much to pick up on. Like I know for a fact there's like there's there's always going to be some like a uh, chuckle fuck university kid every year who makes a case study on Chris Chan. So like because there's just so much yeah. you can do like in any chapter of her life or any action that she's done, you can like see, you can actually go in and analyze like the psychological ramifications of everything. God, like Five years ago, I was like talking with a friend who I'm no longer friends with at the moment, but we were like trying to guess how this all was going to end. And like, I think we thought like the best we could have hoped for is like Chris Chan was end up get a, getting the mental help that she needed, mm. either from like the system or like from somebody who actually could tolerate her shit. But to know that this was happening behind the scenes and she. You gotta remember, it wasn't just one instance of Chris and her mom. It no. was Repeated. going on for repeatedly for a month. More. More. Possibly more. Wait, so I think this came out in July? Yeah. Uh, uh, July, mid August. Middle of last year. Yeah, and uh, I think the the email that uh, that she had sent Null... Uh, said that yeah. uh, that she had found a new uh, uh, honey uh, bunny or whatever the fuck term she used in May. So there had at least yeah. been more than a month, if nothing else. No, yeah, you're right. And like the the whole, but you read that letter and she's being so coy, like oh, mm. like it's a game to her, like it's ooh hoo hoo, like I'm not gonna tell you who she is, but uh, it's so juicy and it's ooh. like. It's uh, dusty. <laughs> oh, that's dust, the worst thing. Dust, that, that's the worst thing. I'm peeking the microphone. I'm laughing. Uh, um, oh, I, God, I, but yeah. I, I think it was Alice uh, who, who, who brought up like the perfect way that this could end is that uh, uh, a, a video pops up like, hi, my name is Chris or something. And there's Chris well shaven, head is in a holy fashion, dressed in a, a suit and tie, in an office, be like talking normally, going, hello, my name is Chris. For the past couple of years, I have been uh, doing an experiment in, uh, into uh, online behavior and the ramifications of... of and just like, oh, it was all like... Like a, a thing, <laughs> like a like a play. Um, but then the rape happened. <laughs> then and all of the dick pics happened. Then the assault happened. <laughs> like, uh, and then like it became less and less likable. It's like, God, whoever, whatever, like higher being who's in charge of the fucking author that is whatever the fuck's going on here this you know how you mentioned in one piece a little earlier ago it's like there are points of no return the status quo is going to be changed that was it <laughs> that was the same thing as like robin betraying the crew right there you may think you're dedicated to the webcomic relief but you've never cut a hole in your gooch 
Uh, Okay, real quick aside. I don't know what it is, but everyone who fucking, like, so I I started a new job in December, and they've apparently, you know, like, looked through uh, my, because I I mentioned that I was a a YouTuber, and so they found my channel, and uh, they, for some fucking reason, I don't know why, they find the the exact episode where I'm naked and in handcuffs and talking about (laughs) premature ejaculation. Now... That happened at my past job as well, where our intern had heard I was um, a YouTuber. So her, along with her girlfriends one night, ha- like having a good time. And, she- and she's like, talking, oh, yeah, I'm here. And and uh, I- there's apparently uh, and I'm working uh, at the same desk as this YouTuber who, um, uh, who-, who-, who does these videos online. Oh, cool. Can we see a video? They find the exact same fucking video. We go even further back. The day I graduate as a graphic design technologist, my stepmom is there to to you know bear witness to the diploma and all this stuff. Uh, and she goes, "Oh yeah, by the way, I saw one of your newest videos. That was a really funny bit with you in the handcuffs." And I'm like, why does everyone of all the <laughs> fucking videos that you can find on my fucking channel, you fucking find? The one where I'm in, where I'm naked in handcuffs and talking about premature ejaculation. I'm just, I just don't know how. You know, that's another reason why I'm really happy we have the podcast because hopefully I'm helping doing that part. We just bury that episode and everyone <laughs> forgets it. It's one, of, it's one of my more like I, it, it's it is in my better days video, which I have made it no secret is one of my favorite videos. So I don't want to bury it too much, but I want to bury it enough that like future colleagues don't fucking see it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just still fucking confused because like the, the algorithm's weird, man. Like, how many views does Better Days have off the top of your head? I don't fucking know. Six? Six K? Yeah. That's not even as much as your Craving Control one. Nothing's ever gonna... Nothing's ever gonna be Craving Control again. I've refused to believe that. That's like your... That's like your season one. Episode two. Uh, It was season two, I believe. Season oh, one. Yeah, no, right season right. one was when I was still living with my parents. Season two was where I lived in a house with my best friend. Okay, fair enough. Uh, where? D- okay, so that uh, another quick aside. That's one of my fucking like favorite things about those old videos where people are saying, "Oh yeah, he's just sitting in his mom's basement doing these videos." Now you can see. It. I I I will concede that in season one I was indeed still living with my parents. But I was living on the second floor. But in every fucking season since then, there has been a fucking obvious window behind me showing that I am way above fucking ground. And people still will go, oh, is there sitting in your mom's basement? Like, bitch, are you fucking blind? <laughs> people always, like, put, make mother's basement as synonymous with living with your parents just because people are lazy like that yeah but i'm just still you can actually see it in the latest episode of the webcomic relief 
where we take a tour down the past eras of webcomic relief, <laughs> and you just see all the like all of the backgrounds you were in with like the slanted roof and the and the windows and the bedroom. It was great. You you, uh, you can't even fucking see the 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 last frame anymore of that bit. Which I think is the funniest fucking thing in the world. And yeah. I love it. Now, yeah. like, now at this point, it is entirely for people who have, like, watched a lot of Webcom Relief. Because now they don't know what is happening at the end of that tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> like, the only thing that would have made it worse is if you... If you, like, edited the audio of that clip, and instead of playing it normally, it was just... And um, if you like, made it really small and squeaky, like if you can do all that. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's not even smart enough to say you live in your mother's attic. Yeah. Hey, Eva. Uh, cra- it, it like YouTube is fucking crazy. Yeah. I uh, Caesar managed to give me fucking PTSD the other day because he brought up that one comment I got for the house bits one where it was like. If this was a real review, he would collect other reviews into his review or something. And like, that is still so dumb. I will like several times spend hours on end going, what? What is this? Huh? (laughs) God. I remember like way in the early days of YouTube, there was like a community called the commentary community oh boy and they would and I, I i still hold fast to the belief that they're the sole reason why youtube doesn't have a reply function anymore with their videos and i when I, when he brought up that comment i always thought of people who made commentaries on a commentary on oh. a commentary i think like the long the deepest video i think in my mind was still like eight layers deep and it was about some fucker's review on Sonic 06. And it was just like a four hour long chain of people replying to each other through the same video on the review. I wish I could still find it because that was... I want to see... I miss shit like that where it was just complete ego insanity. The the uh, it's fun that you mention it. Uh, the term "cunt nugget" that I have used uh, a lot uh, is actually from a completely random response video I saw. Uh, this was back when I I was like one of those edgy teens who was like, "Ah, fuck religion! If you believe in God, you're a fucking idiot." Yeah, and so this was like this Australian dude who was just like debunking. Uh, religious people with facts and logic, yo. And then he he would like call this person a cunt nugget, and I was just like, I'm stealing that. <laughs> I don't even call what the person is. like. I, I I can't for the life of me remember this person's channel or even what what they were called. I don't think I followed them. I just remember seeing this one video. I was like, that is a fucking golden nugget, a golden cunt nugget, if you would. I'm stealing that. <laughs> God, that. That description is like ticking something in the background. Do you remember what what anime or cartoon or comic profile they were masquerading as to do all these commentaries? Because that was another thing that was important. It was just 
They would, they would grab into still image and use those as reaction images whenever they were talking. There was one for Dark Link. There was one for Yami Yugi. There was one for Hobbs. There was one for fucking... That, that, Ricky Ray, I think, was the one who had that guy from Speed Racer of all fucking things. <laughs> do, do you remember what avatar they used, quote-unquote? No, no the, like, the dude was on camera. Oh, okay. So that was okay. So that was different. Though. But but I but I do appreciate that when I mention a dude who is replying to videos talking about how stupid people are for being religious, you your brain immediately goes to a dude using an anime like avatar. Because <laughs> <laughs> like no, because like that was like a that was like a cursed community circle. I was, like, on the fringe of just watching. Actually, you know what was another person who I found out also knows a lot about this fucking, um... Knights knows a lot about what I'm talking about, too. Seriously? So if you ask her about it, she might she might actually give you an answer. Huh. Yeah, I was surprised when I found that out, too, because, like, we had a conversation. She's like, do you remember the shit in the commentary community? Yeah. And I'm like, why have we not talked more? And we still have to talk more. We're idiots. Yeah. But yeah, fucking... I miss old YouTube, man. A lot of dumb, crazy bullshit. I, uh... Really? Yeah. I, so remember how there was this uh, person who uh, I mentioned earlier who um, who said that I made rape jokes? Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of old YouTube, I, I had to fucking stop myself to not reply to that one and just go, if you don't like it, feel free to leave a dislike. Yeah. Because you can't fucking see it! <laughs> Uh, I hate that. I hate that we can't see it. Yeah. Apparently, YouTube is also looking into NFTs now, so people are speculating that that might have something to do with it. Oh. I want to unlife. When the fuck is Susan getting out of this? How is Susan still making money? Like all, like all the shit they were talking about about like the cost of upkeeping YouTube have to have to be a big fucking lie for someone like her to still be in charge with all these whack ass decisions. Yeah, they have to be rolling in the fucking dough, cause like, cause you know this was brought up in the fucking um in the fucking like Wild West the other day. This one artist called Saro who allegedly went into nfts because they needed the money and then their entire thirty-five thousand followers were like no 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 no, make commissions open up a coffee i will literally give you money for free if you don't do nfts and they did the nfts anyway and then they lost fucking everything and we laugh <laughs> and we laughed and i'm still laughed they made like an image the next day of like their avatar that's a little taiko drum mm. like crying in front of like this bar graph and it's just, just showing <laughs> i don't know if it was their i don't know if it was their follower count i don't know if it was the price or the worth of nfts but nah do they get shit do do dumb shit get hit i, I don't, don't know what to tell you i don't care line go down that's all i know Wee into this <laughs> fucking into fucking Agartha. <laughs> oh, they're doing this to protect me. I thought they were canceling dislikes because of mass covert interest. Phew, good thing they never lie and have the viewers at heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. YouTube is already just... looking for new ways to squeeze even more advertisements into the videos on their platform. 
That's why I just play oh, some patrons and have ad block. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you do. Again, that is like the, that's I, the optimal strategy. Again, I want to make it blatantly clear that we are now... I'm, I'm going to say 22 years into this YouTube thing because I believe I legit uploaded my um, my first video on my 18th birthday. So we so we are like we're in there now. So I actually maybe twenty four years. I don't know, but we're twenty four years into this whole YouTube thing, and I have not made a single penny off of YouTube. I just Man, want. You're not twelve because you're you're not forty. You're thirty. I can't do math right. I'm thirty two. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it was fourteen years. Yeah. I'm I'm an idiot. Uh, but yeah, we, but still, 14 years into this shit, and I, again, I've not made a single penny. Uh, and so, if you ever wanted to to uh, help, just share the video, that's literally all I ask, because I'm most, right now, with my, uh, like, financial situation right now, I'm doing this for fun, which is what I started doing YouTube for at, at the beginning. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we, 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 we had the talk uh, earlier as well. So, uh, does uh, subscriptions on Twitch do anything for you? I actually had a payday on Twitch once. And that was a, a mixture of subscriptions. So, thank you for that. But also because Acromatic, if you remember her, uh, she's the one who did the, the print for my fight stick. Mm-hmm. She came in and she just donated like five hundred dollars worth of bits. Yeah, we, we, we that's why her number is immortalized in the top right left of the Sorry, I have to look at my hands real quick. Oh, yeah. Top right of the screen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, okay, so it was a thousand worth of bits, but still. Yeah. That's still a lot. So yeah, it's, 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 that that shit's gonna stay there forever at this point, let's be real. Yeah, so um Wait, I'm no longer subscribed. Al, I think that you are subscribed, but this is a different layout, and I don't think that it gets the data in, unless you're subscribing while this... I don't know. I'm still somewhat new to Twitch. Don't go and subscribe to me again before I figure this shit out. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. So, again, I'm just happy that I like I can do YouTube as I always wanted to do YouTube, which is just like as a hobby. Um because like it, it it's kind of scary when you're doing these things and you have to like think about the bottom line like hey, am i gonna am i gonna make money off of this anyway no oh fuck it just i just want to have fun with it yeah i'm proud of you man thank you honestly that's something i've always wanted to do and i just never had the cur well I don't want to say never had the courage. I'm still trying to find the courage now, but like, what, I think what stopped me was because I needed to pay off my fucking debt. And yeah. now it's gone. And now I'm trying to find the courage. And I am. This is just do it! <laughs> just fucking do it! I'm actually, like, while on the t- topic of, of the webcam relief, real quick. So I got a new phone. Uh, apparently this bad boy records uh, 4K 120 FPS. Whoa. Uh So I might have to look into a way to record vi- uh, my future videos on this bad boy. <laughs> Actually, come to think of it, I think like Wendigoon, someone who I just started following because of the like, conspiracy theory iceberg, which is just great background shit. 
tab in the background. He, he, I think he did good. all of his vi- he did all of his videos on a phone too. Hmm. So I think if you just have like a decent phone holder and just like have it playing in the background, I think you can make it work. Yeah, maybe like because my my DSLR is getting pretty old. So I, I don't think that's going to be my, like, I, I don't think it's going to be hard to find something that will be better than that. I don't know. God, that, that, that's like the feeling I had when I was building my computer, because all, all the products I had were fucking a decade old. That, that like, the, the initial wave of, like, upgrades going to feel good. So yeah. I'm happy for you. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have to see. Uh, <laughs> but... In case someone wants to let me know whether or not I can use a phone to record Webcam Relief on, where could they send this information? Well, if they wanted, if they wanted to give you a heads up that you were going to receive a package, they could send that heads up to webcastrelief at gmail.com. So in case this package involves what? Like, why are we suddenly talking about packages? If they're going to send you your phone. That's why you said package. But if they wanted to... I think I misspoke. But if they wanted to tell me about (laughs) such a package, you mean to tell me that they could let me know that it was going to arrive at webcastrelief at gmail.com. I'm sorry I fucked up the bit, but yeah, you're right. (laughs) Did I I say package? Because it is late and I haven't eaten it. So maybe I just dozed off. Uh, I, no, I said package because you because I th- I heard you say send me your phone and I'm like oh okay why would I need I just kind of fuck it <laughs> <laughs> fuck it anyway uh the first question comes from why not and why not asks if you had a time machine but could only temporarily go back to the past what time would you go to example. Mesopotamia, Edo era Japan, anywhere during the Industrial Revolution, the Dust Bowl. Why the fuck would you want to go to the Dust Bowl? Holy shit. But anyway, uh, if you can go any time or place in the in in the past, where would you go? So uh I'm I'm a I'm a little uh weird in this thing where it's like I cannot think about going to the past without thinking about how everything must stink like fucking ass. Um, oh yeah, but that that being uh, not notwithstanding, I, I I guess being the big fucking weeb that I am, probably Edo Japan or some shit. No, that's that's honestly fair because I would have probably said something along those lines. Um. Or, may, or may, maybe okay. just go back to like the uh, the uh, like two thousand and four or something, just to kick the goddamn shit out of the bullies who bullied me in school. I absolutely destroyed them. But that's not as sexy. So let's just say you know in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I first saw this in the inbox, my mind immediately went to three things. And the first thing was, if I had the power to go back in time, the first thing I would do is anything that would make profit for myself. Hmm. I.e. go back to the start of Bitcoins, I'd invest in some bullshit stocks and come back as a fucking bajillionaire. Sure. Um, that would be the first thing. 
Second thing I've always wanted to do is go to the Americas during the medieval period. Because, well, one, I want to fuck up with the timeline so fucking much. I want to give my Puerto Rican ancestors access to guns to keep the island not fucked up. Shouldn't have lost in the first place, but whatever. That way you'd like be an island boy. Yeah, I could be an island boy. Island or like boy. A, or like, you know, like g- give like the Native Americans guns and see where, how that fucks up America. <laughs> but anyway, my, my, my disdain for the country that I live in aside, the third thing I've really wanted to know, but I wouldn't know where to go is I want to see Jesus. Jesus. And I want to go to the Middle East where that whole time period was fucking happening and be like, okay, what the fuck started all this bullshit? I better see some crazy shit. And if it turns out that I'm not impressed, I'm going to be mad. I Because uh... like... It, it, it's it, uh like it's that whole thing where you like like a lot of religions kind of have like the same mythos and shit. Mm. I want to see what the hell started that fucking what? Where did everyone get expired? Did they look up in the sky and see like a fucking comet and then made a religion out of it? Call it God, probably. That's honestly what it actually is. But I want to know for sure. I want I want to go back to like year three before Christ. And just, yeah. just because I can then go... All right, what year is it? Uh, three. Okay. So next year is going to be two. Okay. Huh? What, what, and then one. What, and then one? Yeah. What happens if we reach zero? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you counting down to? I don't know, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you just start that bullshit. Oh, I love that. I love that so goddamn much. I guess I also want to see when the when the pyramids were built. Oh, yeah. I want to see because like that's still. Cause I want to go to like times where those like giant marbles were made because there are methods that people are too stubborn to learn. But I want to know. Mm-hmm. I want to fucking know. What I think like the, I think like the theory that they came up with was like they they have these giant blocks of sandstone and they they like wet the ground as like they're sliding it across the sand so it was like you're sliding an ice cube along the ground they kind of just slid to the pyramids and i'm like that's brilliant but stupid but i want to see if that works (laughs) I mean, if with it, with enough like people, man, plower, slaves, you can do anything. Um, I I I want to go to that year where that one dude claimed that the world was going to end and everyone was going to get raptured. <laughs> yeah, because apparently, because like he was out in public when this happened, and I just want to get. Yeah. Uh, so I so I don't know anything about music, but I want to get those two. Like it looks like the hi hats from a drums that you like bang together and like makes like. Whoosh, Sound symbols, symbols. Maybe, probably. Oh, so I want to go out there with those, and then like as they count him down, once they hit zero, I'm just gonna get up behind him, and then, 
and then like watch him shit his entire fucking ass. <laughs> oh, you know, like I saw that episode of like the Internet Historian, and like it's sad that you watch them ruin their lives, but th- I feel the same amount of pity for them as I feel for whenever someone who invested in NFTs loses their fucking house. Yeah, sucks to be you. Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Basically. Actually, before we move on to the next question, I actually wanted to mention this was actually the shower thought I had oh, right. uh, today. Yes. So for, for this, for, this uh, t- for today's shower thought, um, time machines have to also be space machines. Because if you only went specifically back in time for let's say like a second, you'd probably be like 5,000 feet into the air because of like the way the rotation of the earth is going in the in the universe. If you go like back a year, but you don't have it right to the second, you'll probably just be out in space. Oh yeah. Like if, 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 yeah. Your, if your location is like locked in, in that yeah. one location that you went into the time machine, then absolutely. And then, like, if you go two years back in time, you're just going to hover in space for two years, and then the planet is just going to fucking hit you (laughs) two years later. And that's, like, the greatest thing, too, because, like, when when you really think about, like, the concept of, like, a time machine, not only have you solved time travel, you've also solved space travel at that point. Yeah. Because let's say you wanted to, like, go visit Jupiter. You go into your time machine... And not only you move, you can essentially teleport there because you go, you arrive in that many units of space, but you can also set back the times to go, I'm just going to be like this, like an hour before I left. And that's just going to be me and Jupiter. Hmm. So I, I guess when you really think about it, time travel is like the most overpowered bullshit because it like... It, it requires mastery of those two things, plus a billion other logistics yeah. to happen. If you had, like, the power of time travel, you essentially win everything. I, th- I think that's why I like... So, I actually... This is, this is probably going to get me cancelled or something. I actually don't like Steinskate, but I do like mm-hmm. the concept of Steinskate, that w- what you're sending is lit, like... Through all of our technology, at best, we can send a text message through, through space and time. And then there is the virtuous last reward, which I can warmly recommend, in that you you just basically transfer the data of your brain into your other, like, timeline self. Uh-huh. And so, like, those I, I, I can kind of fuck with because, like, they, they it's, it's the whole physical transportation into a different time where it's like, eh, now it's getting a little weird. Oh, yeah, definitely. Actually, you know, I love how you mentioned like the consciousness. Um, I've like, uh, like when I was watching anime with my friend, like I got into this weird habit of like re- skipping to the end of a lot of these popular like isekai novels. You would be surprised how many end with that end the series with the main characters splitting their consciousness between two separate timelines of their normal life they came from and the life they were in. Yeah. Like, that's surprisingly popular more than it should be. I feel like, uh, and again, I don't think it is any, like, secret that I'm I'm not the biggest fan of Isekai. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but I think that may be just, like, a part of the wish fulfillment. It's 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 akin to the people who will, like, read, read a, a, a romance manga or something and go, why does the protagonist not just 
hook up with all the girls. And I was like, is this is this thing where they want their cake and eat it too? And like, sometimes you gotta yeah. make a choice, and that's where the drama comes in. I rather, honestly, like the it's always usually that, that that's how it ends in like the web and like the original web novel first runs they usually change it later on mm. but i'm like it's weird how that's like a constant like i can i can expect it for like one for like maybe one case but that it's it's just a consistent theme mm. and I, you can kind of tell like over like even shit like overlord like big skeleton man is going to end up in that situation too but it's whatever it is what it is but yeah no um time travel like oh, is is fucking overpowered as shit yeah, the ba- yeah. Bad, bad plot device. Remove it from existence. <laughs> uh, yeah, but uh, I like it. I like it because it's camp and stupid. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have another one from uh, Shane O'Brien. Ooh. Ooh. So, dear Cloudy and Lassa, hope twenty twenty two is treating you well so far. First of all, fuck! I need my glasses, but I don't got them. Your glasses. Uh. Maguayasses. First off, I miss be I missed the beginning of the last stream where you talked about totally not Mark, who I know personally from college. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, cool. As he was in the year behind me in animation, and talked to him a few times too about animation drawing tips, and he was a really nice guy all out. It's sad to hear what Toei did to Mark, and leads to my question. Uh, about how does one try to make videos, animation, and comics online without worry about the work being taken down over having one second of a song play in the background or a drawing of a Dragon Ball character on the back wall? How come... How does one overcome this? Ooh. That's a question I ask myself every fucking day, to be honest with you. That is a thing that every... At least YouTuber asks themselves on a daily basis, I think. Um, that... Uh, the 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 way that you can get away with like using pre-established media in your media is always going to like the scapegoat in that is always going to be fair use. Fair use, mm-hmm. just to break it down. Th- there's a lot of uh like different factors to play in, but rule of thumb. Have you changed the reason why people will watch this? And what that means is that, like, say, uh, Pokimane uh, got banned from Twitch for watching Avatar like a fucking idiot. Um, but but she's just sat, sat there watching Avatar. And then every now and again, sure enough, she will pause it, stop eating her salad or whatever she always does, and then go, oh my god, did that just happen? Or something. You're not watching avatar now for a different reason you're still watching avatar for the sake of of getting the story getting the uh, watching avatar essentially uh then you can compare it to and and i'm just going to bring myself up just because like it's it's the best example i got then you got say my video of um uh, into the spider-verse my show and tell Mm -hmm. video of that where you're not going to watch my show and tell video of Spider-Man to get the same experience as if you go into the cinema to watch Spider-Man because now it is an analysis. It is a breakdown. It is in no way a substitute for the real thing. So mm-hmm. that's what they mean with transformative work is that have you changed 
the 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 media enough that it is no longer serving the function it was initially intended for. That is why uh, Cuntbag Extraordinaire uh, Sagan Afakad. Uh, he he got sued for uh, having a video, uh, someone else's video, and playing it in its entirety without commentary or anything over it. But it was interspersed with other clips in a way that was used to present a different person's hip- hypocritic stance. So mm. it, uh, so it, it was like, oh yeah, I support black people, they might say. And then the uh, the, the video was cut in a way where you then see the same person go, yeah, but fuck black people. So it, it, so now it is no longer serving as a substitute for this video. It is served as a way to go, this person is like, it, it is a commentary on this person. And that's why also you have like reviewers and, and, and stuff like uh, Nostalgic Critic and all these people. When they show all these videos and the way that they get around it, it's because you're not watching nostalgic critic to find out that like to experience the movie you're you're doing it because you're watching a critique and uh all the air quotes in the world here analysis of of the movie um the the whole like people have this whole thing of like if you make money off of it if you if you uh yeah if you make money off of it then it's going to like change how uh like whether or not it's fair use or not not necessarily but it is going to play a role when it comes to like if if you have to take it to court whether or not you have actually tried to to replace the original but it's not it is in no way shape a uh, deciding factor i could monetize my spider-verse video and it would still be within fair use because i have changed what that video is actually like so like what function it's serving uh mm-hmm. but like when, when i have my webcam relief videos they're always going to get a fair use claim i'm never going to make a money a dime off of them because i like i have this weird fascination with making cool credit scenes so I'm always going to use like a licensed song or something. We are kind of mm-hmm. getting around that a little bit with the webcast relief because we're using video game tracks. Um, because like th- those are typically not as fiercely copyrighted because they will appear on stream or in, in Let's Plays or something, which these companies use mm-hmm. to, you know, promote stuff but in terms of webcam relief i will use like licensed songs obviously i'm never going to go for like the top list pop songs because that, <laughs> then, I'm, then i'm just going to get stabbed in broad daylight but uh even the, even the whole idea of me using it for the sake of a credit sequence does not change the fact that i'm still putting the song in for the sake of people listening to the song i'm not commenting on on the song i'm not adding anything different to it it is still mute a song for the sake of a song. Mm-hmm. That's how I have understood fair use, and it seems to be working sort of well. I kind of want to chime in on this because, like, a lot of the reasons why I haven't put out a lot of animation stuff is just because I'm definitely afraid of having to deal with the legal ramifications. Like, sprite works and sprite animation, things that, like, Maple Story. Things have kind of been getting better over the years. I know, especially back then, especially like YouTube is still kind of fierce about this now, but like you can't post 
an image or a clip of a song without being improperly taken down. YouTube is a very abusable system. Mm. You can be 100% in the right and do everything the correct way you're supposed to. Be within your legal right, but the act of it being taken down might still happen to you. And then you're going to have to go through the process of having to reach out to YouTube, make an appeal, and it, God forbid you're fucking monetized because the money you're making stops going to you, goes immediately to the fucking person who made the claim in the first place. And even if you do get turned back, then you don't get re you don't get compensated on the money you lost. And all that ad revenue and all that, that views you made is now gone. Hmm. And it's just... So if you if you just want to make something for fun, you just want to post it. It gets in the it's rough. It's just very fucking rough just to deal with this fucking broken ass system. It, like you can do everything you want and still everything correctly and still have to deal with it. That's yeah. just a constant. It 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 is important to note. Uh, a lot of people have have given like YouTube the the hard end of the stick here and like for good reasons too don't get me wrong but there is something to be said about like youtube are not the ones going in and hitting you yeah. with, with these things the, youtube is as hands off about this as they can possibly be because the moment that youtube starts taking an active role in all of this they are now legally involved in this thing so mm -hmm. the best thing they can do is to go in and go uh hey user this company says that they owned your material if you want to dispute it we can t we can take a look at it and if we we didn't think that oh okay yeah they are in the wrong we we can like send that back and then like it's up to them to prove that they were in the wrong and vice versa so if you're in the wrong you can then contact them and say that you went wrong. But that is where YouTube ceases to be in all of this. But because companies are registered companies with registration number and all these things, it is much easier, also because like they are the ones with the money, it is much easier to trust them over the user because... I could just go and upload the entirety of Kanye West's new album for whatever fucking reason. And, and, and you have to have that stance with the trillion billion people who actually use the platform. So, of course, it is easier to trust the, uh, the companies rather than the individual user. And that's why you get a lot of, uh, of cases where things are actually fair use, but they still get hit with it anyway. Like my Gurren Lagan video... Uh, is 100% fair use but, uh, but um, YouTube doesn't want to get involved with that one so they were like hey talk with this Jap uh, this Japanese company I actually don't even recall who it was and, and I like sent them an email never heard from them and they are not legally like uh, ob obligated. obligated to get back to me unless I take them to court which the normal person, me included, cannot just do because I'm not shitting dollar bills. Mm -hmm. So, when it when it comes to these things, typically, you will probably first get hit. Uh, 
if you are starting to like for youtube there is a set of rules so that is all, the only thing that i can like for certain comment on but when it comes to like comics or animations or stuff like this once you start making money that way and you're actively like hey i'm making this sex mario mod for gta or something pay me five dollars to get access to it or something now you're actively using someone's intellectual property in in a way where you're actively ref like referencing this person this character so there people can have like grounds for going okay don't do that uh and then like depending on how oversellers they are they may take it to court but that is still a very expensive endeavor for both parties involved so most companies from what i understand will instead start out with sending a cease and desist and on in case you do not follow that cease and desist then you will probably get taken to court so i would say that if you're worried about these things like ask yourself is this legally distinct enough like am like am i use for example cloudy your character uses what i assume it's using some some pre-made stuff from maple story or is it like 100 customized it, yourself no i'm gonna say like 80 because like it's still the it's still the base color it's still mm. like if the hat is distinctly from the nx shop okay so but like every but like when it comes to like the hair the eyes the the gloves to the color of his coat and pants that's that's the rest of it is custom but like the base is not belongs to nexon yeah so like with that i would say that pro and again this is by no means legal advice i'm just a fucking dude on on on, on youtube but oh, yeah. uh like in that case i would probably say that because it is using the same base there is a little but then, like, yeah. because, like, it, that might... The fact that it looks like a Mabel Story character might be used as an appeal. And then you could have, like, a a, a lawsuit on your hands in that case. Oh, but yeah. but again, I firmly believe that you would first get a season and desist. So, and this, again, no means legal advice. Probably bad legal advice if it was. But I would always say in these things, go for it. Go nuts. And then the moment you get a season decision to change your direction. Yeah. Like, God, it's also it's also very like painful. Well not really painful, but like um very uh, it's it's always that gray area you always have to watch because like you're hold on. Like someone has stopped caring as much as they used to with the sorcerer. Yeah, that that is true. Yeah, for like um I know Nexon specifically has lightened up when it comes to like the creator stuff, because they because like a lot of they actually brought in a bunch of animators to like who are, who use Maple Story sprites to like do advertising officially. So like they definitely the company can change, but again like every little fringe case is always its own specific battle you gotta fight. Uh, there was this uh, animator who I've seen who. Their entire the the entirety of what they do of their genre is just like Five Nights at Freddy's, uh, Squid Game, some of the most popular shit that's going on right now. But it's all done in models that are Minecraft models, but using GMod maps. And it's like you see that, and you see other, and you see like other people do sprite animations, and then you just 
because you have these things that exist, but they're all, they are inherently their own transformative work. It's obvious when you sit down and watch it, even if it is, there's always that like, because you have that like 1% or that 2% or 10%, because it's not even 100%, you're still going to get hit. Hmm. Although I have heard there have been some issues where like people would make like, be like uh, music artists and put their songs on YouTube and they get their songs claimed by some random fucko in like Sony or whatever. Oh yeah. Even though the song has nothing to do with them. Yeah. God forbid you're like a music artist on YouTube. That's like the roughest path to be on. Right, Hugo. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, the the way that I look at these things is that it is the same way as so I follow a lot of uh, not safe for work account on my Twitter because I'm mm-hmm. horny like that. Um, yeah. A lot of these channels will have like oh here is Peach with her ass blown up or something. I don't know. Like, using a pre-established character from some sort of video game franchise, a movie franchise or something, and and she's, like, you know, like, stacked and in lingerie or whatever the fuck. And they will, and I know for certain that, uh, because I went to Evo at one point, and you will go there and you will see people, like, selling prints of these known characters from Capcom or video game companies or something like that. And, mm-hmm. and... It's one of those things where, yes, they're going to sell these things, but they like, but it is like not their character, but it is their creative work. And I think that that um, that that these companies could actually go and 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 give these people cease and desist. But it is such a small thing, and most of the time, it actually brings more attention to to the original thing. So I don't think that they're gonna bother doing it. It was the same thing we saw with Red versus Blue. Red versus Blue was like straight up using, uh, Halo stuff. Like but ever, they 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 made the series within the game for like the first couple seasons. Yeah, uh, and so Bungie could actually go. Don't do this. You're using our assets, and you're not allowed to do that. But instead, they were like, "Hey, it's actually bringing more traffic to uh, to like our thing," and so they started getting like directly endorsed by Bungie and Microsoft. So, I I I personally, and again, probably bad legal advice. I personally would not care. It's one of those things where innocent until I get caught. So no, like, that's definitely it. So like, I would say go for it. And then if you get like, hey, hold up, wait a minute, you can't do this. You're like, oh, sh- sorry, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. I'm going to change it now, sir. And then you change it right the fuck then. And, 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 and like, that's a problem for future you kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. Uh, before I move on to the last part of the question, I do want to mention, I love that you brought up Bungie. Because I think it was like in the latest, car- in the latest uh, Halo game. They actually made a reference to red versus blue. Oh yeah! So, like one of the color options was pink, but it's labeled as lightish red. Yeah! Oh, that shit made me fucking happy. It's like, oh yeah, no, they fucking know. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. So you know, like, God, Machinima is like the grayest of gray lines because you're literally making whole ass stories, but it's all within the fucking video game. But the story is not the fucking video game. So. Meh. But it's, it's everything's a gray line. Everything is like 
you could be entirely within your right and you can still deal with a bad actor or you can get like nailed for like the smallest of things it's all just at a certain point you just gotta like dip your feet into the water and see what goes on Mm. honestly if it were up to me i'd upload like my series on youtube then when i eventually get like nailed on it i would have like previews uploaded to my channel and then just redirect to another site because i'm probably not going to make any money off of it anyway yeah like a lot of times it's just people like i want to have something i can put up on the online for people to see and i don't care if i get monetized out of it yeah exactly and sometimes it's just it, it's just like a hassle to do but it's something you just gotta deal with so yeah i guess to answer your question um do it no know that this is a serious and real thing that you gotta deal with but do it it's a very gray area, and so the moment it it either goes black and white, you have to deal with it accordingly, but until then, you're in the gray area. Yep, that is how it is. Okay, second question. Uh, if, if, you two, if you two were to spend a long-ass time in a desert island with either Bleed Man or Dave Chung of Angle Angle Crops fame... I don't know what that is. Uh, Angel Who Corp. would you pick to be? St- oh, Angel Corp. Angel Corp. Dave Chung of Angel Corp. Who would you pick to be stuck with and why? P.S. Fuck NFTs and Blizzard. That needs to be said in every stream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Well, we filled the quota. Yeah, woo. Ding, yeah. ding, ding. Okay. I don't know. <sighs> Uh, I mean, like... So do you want to be stuck on an island with an alleged pedophile or an alleged, like, person who uh, who who likes... Gets... Goro. Gore. Goro, yeah. I have an answer. I think I'm... I think, you know, I think I'm leaning towards Dave Chung. Yeah, me too. Because uh, yeah. I, I... So when I had to do Angel Cop, I had to, like, read some... Uh, like interviews about the, uh, that he had done with people and one of the people was the uh was like asking him hey how do you feel about like like why, why are you doing all these things like all this violent go on shit in in angel corp and he said oh this was just a fucking payday for me like he's not doing it because he likes it necessarily he's doing it because that it pays his bills he is like very into porn and like you can like he's I don't know if he's still working on it but last time I checked he was working on some kind of like fantasy thing that was like it's it's actually the exact same characters that are in Angel Corp but now in a fantasy setting and there's no gore or anything but there's plenty of like porn so I I uh, it was still unnerving me don't get me wrong but for him, it's just a like if we had to believe him, it was just a paycheck. Whereas Bleed Man, um, it doesn't feel like a paycheck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a that's a very polite way to put it. Yeah. I, I'm proud of you. Um, okay, so like I'm also trying. I believe we actually you actually showed that comment to me when you when we were talking about Dave Chung. Like I think there was also like somebody I ran across to somebody who genuinely enjoyed the shit that like uh that what Angel Corp was. It was just fascinating to have a conversation with them. And it's like 
it's hard to like describe what the hell went on because it was more like it's it's like it's like talking to a lolicon. It's like it's like you're looking at a different animal. It's like and just tilting your head. Yeah. Like how like how what the hell turned what what about this turns it on for you? And they like it's like some weird psychological bullshit. And I'm like, okay. So I can genuinely believe that if Dave Chung said that, like, hey, this is just a paycheck. Because apparently, the thing that fucked me up was, like, Angel's Corp specifically was a commissioned piece. Mm. It wasn't, it's not like Lost Linda's or um, Grim Tales from Down Below. It wasn't like a product of passion. Like, somebody paid for that story to go down the way it was supposed to go down. Mm. Like that, that fucking beheading was premeditated. Ah, <laughs> uh, and so it's like, I don't know. Like I, I get, like you, 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 you do whatever you can to put food on the table at the end of the day. Yeah, and and to 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 Dave Chung's credit, when people are not dying horribly, shit's pretty hot. So you know, mm. like, yeah. uh, and but then again, like you could take bleed men onto an island, and in case there's like a like there's a ship. It's like, get over here, we'll take you off the island. But there's a shack in the middle. You can always just take Bleed Man and just fucking yeet him into the ocean and then, like, use that to distract the shark and then swim to the boat. <laughs> he sacrificed his life for the greater good of me. <laughs> and him so, not being here anymore. So it's like... <laughs> two, 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 two birds with one stone. Fuck it. Oh, baby, a double. Oh, baby, a double. <laughs> okay um i think that's the last question we've got for today i mean we got we have more questions but we'll read them next time on the webcast relief so so until then uh i guess we will see you in the next episode uh by the way uh next webcoming relief episode is gonna come out two weeks from now or one week from now uh it, it, it's gonna show up on a sunday i think Two weeks from when the last oh. one got uploaded. In case people didn't catch that. Okie dokie. But yeah, we will see you guys in the next web kind of, uh, webcast relief. Oh my god, that, that line is just stuck in me. We'll see you guys in the next <laughs> webcast relief. Take care until next time. Bye, everybody! Bye!